0: Welcome to Upright Citizens. This is Bob DeBoo, here with the great Reuben Rogers. Reuben, how you doing? I'm
1: doing all right, Bob. In a mellow, nice. mellow mood, in a mellow tone. Hello.
0: You nice. do sound nice and mellow,
1: man. That's yeah, you're cool. real chill. <laughs> got, the, got your West Coast going right now. Uh, mm, just, a about, <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit. It falls right in line with what we're going to discuss today so yeah what I, I i totally slept i just got here what are we talking about today <laughs> ballads let's talk about ballads the art of playing ballads you know giving oh. our two cents um about what it what goes into it maybe you know help you know make things a better for all musicians all bass players on the bandstand this is and a heavy
0: one yeah ballads are that's mm-hmm. yeah Ballads are really, really
1: interesting to talk about. You know, yeah. I mean, it's that kind of thing, too. I mean, I feel I didn't learn to appreciate ballads until I got a little older. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I always loved playing all kinds of music as a young book. But <laughs> uh, I think as, as life, you know, crept up on me and, and I went the ins and outs made me just appreciate, you know, the mellow well, mellower side of things, that brothers side of myself, and um you know to this day definitely uh i mean i love playing playing quiet i love playing ballads and and and, um yeah let's let's talk about this for a little bit
0: beautiful yeah there's so much we could get into talking about ballads for sure i mean there's a Mm -hmm. long list of repertoire you know there's Mm -hmm. a bunch of recordings to check out obviously and that's the best way to get a lot of this information too going to straight to the source getting the recordings going to live shows when Ruben Rogers comes to your town, you go You're and right. see him and you can hear that ballad. You can hear those long, beautiful notes Uh-oh. firsthand. And uh, I'm kind of stealing your thunder because that was your first note in our <laughs> in our document here that we're working from. But Ruben, your first point was was literally saying long
1: notes. Right. Long, beautiful, broad notes. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously I've said that maybe 1,700 times during our, mm-hmm. our uh, podcasts um, and uh, I mean obviously it goes for ballads probably more than <laughs> even other uh, tempos or styles for me at least um, but now also why, sorry go ahead I was mm-hmm. just gonna say
0: I didn't mean to, uh, to interrupt or anything but you know we've talked about it before but why again
1: why long notes I mean it I feel I feel it just feels the best it feels good you know mm-hmm. being able to engulf the music the 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 bandstand with your your broad notes kind of like mm. you know just so that people can just sit on top of those notes mm-hmm. uh just use it usually feels the best you know and and now we want to make sure we understand too that getting uh the best possible uh Sound or the uh, length of note out of the instrument, not necessarily having to use uh, equipment or everything to bring that out. Obviously, that enhances it. Of course, mm. uh, sustain from a pickup and all that is, is going to help, help that kind of sustain. But when I say long, beautiful notes, I'm talking about acoustically. I want to be able to, how long can you hold a note, a big, beautiful, broad note? How long can mm-hmm. you sustain that acoustically? Mm-hmm. you know and i mean i think that goes in also i mean i think i over over time i've i've you know have little things that i do with my left hand you know what i use more finger i can well, can i get away all my secrets but anyway uh <laughs> no it's a free no. podcast that's, we got to pay for that yeah definitely... <laughs> no but really i mean we all ha- have our own divine makeup and there's certain you know things to your left hand that hopefully that you will have to figure out over time, that will help you sustain notes longer. I mean, that, that also comes mm. with endurance. That mm-hmm. comes with you know uh, finger and hand placement, all of that. But the, the, definitely explore it as much as you can and see what works best for you to get those long, broad notes. You know, I
0: love it. I love it. Yeah, because um, providing that foundation. Yes. You want to get the bottom of the chord or whatever mm-hmm. note you're choosing at the moment, and mm-hmm. it wants to sound full. Mm-hmm. A lot like if the drummer is on, you know, like playing brushes. Right. Getting that long, you know, like that the sound that's just sustaining, or being, yeah. or if, or if he or she's on sticks too, playing a playing a ride or something like that. Yes, the ride doesn't stop. You right. don't see anybody intentionally when they're riding try to stop
1: that symbol. So right. I think there that's a big thing too, for sure. Yes, yes, definitely. But, you know, well, I mean, our next our next uh, topic, or sorry, our next point we want to mm-hmm. talk about is um, thought of being patient,
0: mm-hmm.
1: patient but precise. In, in the things you do That's in your time and your choices mm. um, um, I, I mean that's that, that goes without saying obviously you know, in, in any tempo that you're playing with But obviously it really You know can really uh, Let's say stand out Or people will notice a lot better At these slower tempos um, mm-hmm. You know what kind of How precise you are in your time um, And you know your, your no choices for the most part
0: um, for, for sure uh, yeah, uh, and being patient with like listening too because so much of this it's at least 50% listening to what's going on maybe a higher percentage than that no doubt. we're putting out the information but anything that we're hearing back that's happening in the group could influence and this goes without saying
1: but it should be said mm-hmm. can influence your next note because we're always trying to find that next right note so. true that and and, and, and this word that I got from the great Charles Lloyd he would always talk about this elasticity
0: Mm.
1: having elasticity that's being able to move in and out and be uh, I guess uh, adaptable is if you want to you know, y'all go look it up look up the definition anyway but uh, having some elasticity in your beat also um, mm. and being being okay to be a little com- you know to compromise sometimes you'll find this a lot of times when you're playing actually duo also you know mm. that you have one other musician especially when it's not a drummer uh, that might interpret the beat just a little different and you're hearing and hearing your beat a little different and you know being okay to be like well alright it's, it's fluctuating just a little bit for the best of the, for you know make the music you know better I'm not gonna have to you know bulldoze this person with my time and say this is where it needs to be um, yeah. I, I learned a big lesson from listening to the Shirley Horn trio some ah man I gotta I should have did, did my homework and get this album, uh, name, uh, it's not, it's, 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 it's leaving me right now. Hopefully, before we get off this podcast, I remember it. But there was this one album, uh, uh Steve Williams on drums, Charles Ables on, 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 electric bass, and Shirley Horn. They were playing this this ballad, and I always they, it would seem that they were just moving together. It wasn't they weren't necessarily moving, in time, but hmm. together. Like she was singing the vo, she was singing the vocals. And wherever she, she interpreted the vocal or the time was, they just followed, they all did it together. And it didn't sound like they were, she was like nodding her head to do this or whatever, it was just felt. You know mm. what I mean, and that was like that's a whole nother way of of a ballad playing that I had never heard. This is many years ago, and that always stuck in my head that it, it could be that that's the way it could be too. You know what I mean? Mm. It's just mm-hmm. about being in the moment and 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 having that last elasticity in your mind, in your beat, in your in the way you play to kind of like just bob and weave even in the in the ballads. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's. That's really hashtag. interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's
0: not a, a competition for who keeps the best time. It, Hopefully. Anything looked right? I Hopefully. mean, <laughs> although it seems like that sometimes. Uh, but <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it should does. be, it, it should, does. of course, be musical. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. that. It, it sounds like elasticity or like makes me think of breathing you know like we, st- you yeah. it can it can fluctuate you know sometimes we breathe heavier sometimes it's a little lighter I guess but there you go that's an interesting concept and I really need to hear that Shirley Horn trio so yeah yeah if I'm, nothing I'm gonna... else we'll put a link in the uh <laughs> below for this uh the podcast we'll put a little link to yeah, it yeah I gotta something.
1: get that album you know anyway
0: yeah <laughs> very cool very cool yeah so yeah patience and precision and really listening and just being open to what's happening and uh you know the the next point that we've got here too and I'm going to let you ex- ex- expand upon this but when you decide to explore mm-hmm. you want to make sure that it's intentional mm-hmm. and then we need to talk about the trust levels and how that plays into what's <laughs> happening here too so so Ruben what do you what do you mean by that what yeah. do you mean by exploring and making it intentional
1: well i mean uh, yeah i guess we should we should back up and say er- earning that trust earning the trust in your time mm. You know, obviously, especially at slow tempos, uh, things can drag, you know, probably more drag before they, they speed up, right? And yeah. um, having folks kind of grasp onto your time and, and hopefully you develop a certain kind of, they've developed a certain kind of, uh, I don't know, trust or, or faith in your your beat and your time where you place it, whether... Whether it be wrong or right, right, <laughs> okay. and um, I think over time, after being fortunate enough to play with a, in many different groups over a long period of time, there was a, a point where I realized, okay, there's enough trust here. Uh, let me explore how I can maybe play a beat, you know, play <laughs> play that chord a beat sooner, hmm. two beats later. You know what I mean? Different things like that, and people not turn their head like, "Whoa, what's going on?" You know what I mean? They trusted it. They trust that the decision I'm making, and that well, that's that, and trust that it was intentional, not a mistake. You know know what I mean? So that that is the way I can explore a little bit more because they well, you know, we've heard him enough time nail it. You know, over time that we know that's intentional and that you know, that you know makes the music. Just open up a lot more. You know what I mean. Over yeah. Time. Um, of Beautiful. course, of course. In this day and age, everyone is exploring right away, right? So that that's okay. Also, if if if, if somehow you have uh, enough musicians together that that you know can breathe together and feel good in that. That, but but I've noticed that a lot of times people are trying to explore and do do all kinds of things fresh out. It doesn't feel as good. Doesn't feel or sound as organic you know because no one's there's not there's not that level of trust even though they think there it might be there you know um yeah. there's a perfect point was just last last week I did a a clinic in in San Francisco with this group of students and and they I just asked the, the rhythm section to play a a blues actually horn was there too they played two courses and the bass player was just he was obviously he had a certain level of proficiency and he was all i mean the time was so off the time was the time was just bad i mean i, I should mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. and and all he needed and there wasn't i could tell this just wasn't trust there wasn't any trust and no one everyone was just already like i want to you know go on to you know part c instead of doing part A and at you know i don't know and gotcha. uh, yeah. I, I just all i simply did uh was take was told him to stop I took the bass from 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 the wonderful student that was playing and I told him to play again and all I did was play half notes boom hmm. boom and I and and the same thing and it w- it was weird I could see that it was like maybe 25 students it was I could see the other 20 students that were there were like their eyes their necks were like huh hmm? wow <laughs> hmm. like they they were like what, what the that? hell yeah. <laughs> And I just did one or two courses, and I put down the bass. I said, you know, and the, ba- the, the main thing, I, I, my, what you don't play is just as important mm. as what you do play, <laughs> you mm. know what I mean? Yeah. So remember that, you know, also the, the, the trust factor is in there, you know what I mean? You know, yeah. trust factor, especially when we're playing ballads, right, uh, I mean, any music, as I said, but it, it's, it's more exposed, it's more exposed yes. when we play the ballads. Yeah, there's a lot,
0: a lot more cracks to fall through playing ballads. That's for sure. And there'll be mistakes or whatever for longer too, <laughs> right. which is also, you know, the flip side of that too is that there's more beautiful moments and they can last a little longer too that we could enjoy. You know, right. it's always, always finding this balance. But you know, the the thought comes to mind. You know, when you're talking about the notes that you don't play, I really love how you just said that too, and it makes me think about, you know, the technicalities of playing and having this good time so that we can establish the trust. We have to have that internal time really, really taken care of. Mm. And I think a big part of that is understanding and practicing your subdivisions. Like Mm. if you're playing half notes, you hear that quarter note. If you're playing half notes, you hear those triplets that are happening. Wherever Mm. you hear them, you got to hear them internally. Mm -hmm. You don't do them externally, you know, Um, or you do when it's time to add that in. But to get that really solid, I think to gain that trust, you know, Mm. at least initially is, and like what you just said, playing half notes you were hearing other things going on likely than just those half notes of course right and so that's 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 a big thing to do too
1: um
0: you know is to really like when we're practicing make sure that you've got your subdivisions down and that's for up tempos too i guess Mm but more so in my opinion for like lower tempos like really hearing those triplets really hearing the chord notes whatever it is that you're doing but to get back to the um the falling in the cracks kind of concept that it was talking about you have to stay present in about you have to stay present anyways in Mm -hmm. all in all our musical endeavors not saying not to but especially on ballads because things can change really quickly um and there's just again there's more room to fall into the cracks rhythmically Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. harmonically if you play a note that doesn't quite fit that chord hello you better smile and embrace it (laughs) 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 and you know uh but don't play anything out of rhythm uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's non-negotiable, right? I guess if you're doing the breathing, the elasticity concept yeah. you're talking about, or right, if it's right, rubato right, right. you know, right, you, right. you'd be cool, of course but, mm-hmm. but if you fall in a hole and play the wrong route. Mm. Uh, you know, that's way more transparent and it's going to last longer too. So you've right. really got to stay mm-hmm. present. Some deep present
1: scars right there. Some deep scars. <laughs> <See>? just, <laughs> yeah. just Coming from a personal blood, place, right? Yeah, blood just following you <laughs> off the stage. You know? <laughs> <laughs> trail. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. man. But, you it, know, it, it's. Uh, all of that is situation. Something yeah. we haven't said much on this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. And also leading w- when we. When we choose, what kind of ballad we choose also is situational, right?
0: Mm, mm-hmm.
1: uh, whether it's, you know, a walking ballad, whether yep. it's a ballad in 2 and 4. I mean, you know, what What are your thoughts on, on, on even doing any of that? I feel like the, the, the walk, uh, sorry, the art of the walking ballad is about gone. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Un- unfortunately, and I'll tell you why. There's two things that are gone because... Uh, so two things, the walking ballad mm-hmm. and up-tempos. I say, mm. what, 220, you know, and up, whatever. Yeah. Why? Because they are really hard to do, and no one wants... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they are really hard to pull off authentically in, a, in a, on a high level, and not yeah. many people want to do that, want to challenge themselves or put themselves out there to, to kind of, like, fall on their face, right? Um, so, I mean...
0: Yeah, there's, I don't know what your thoughts are. <laughs> that's totally, totally a thing, and uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes going into those walking ballads with certain people, on my end, it's just like they're like, "What do you do? What do you do? We're playing a ballad. Like, why are you just playing as like a slow, like a slow swinger?" And I'm like, right. right what? Right. What are you talking about?" <laughs> yes. But it's 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 a lot of listening, you know, like yeah. listen to a lot of ballads. There's some great albums out there oh and we, we could talk about a bunch of those too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think, it, you know, going back to the subdivisions and things mm-hmm. like that, talking about walking ballads or when to play in two versus four, a lot of that comes with communication with the drummer too. Right. I mean, exactly. we have our say. Mm-hmm. We can say if it's going to be in two or if it's going to be in four because we're the ones driving exactly. that bus. Right. But usually. Uh Yeah, usually. (laughs) Depends on who's cutting the checks, I guess. But uh, it's also like if you hear a drummer, if you hear a drummer, like subdividing a little bit differently, perhaps that's going to say that's going to make you say something a little bit differently or influence how you're going to play. But, you know, I, you know, I always was curious as a younger musician, if we'd call up a ballad, say it's like we're at 65 beats per minute, something like that. Do you start off? Playing half notes? Do you start off playing in four? Like really basic questions that bass players, you know, you need need to need to know or think about at least. Right. So what's what's your opinion on that, Ruben? Do you just usually do I you mean, have you a, a go to?
1: I mean, uh, going pointing you know going back or making uh, pointing back to what I just said earlier. The young me was was ready playing too, like from the from the first beat. You know what I mean?
0: Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah.
1: But the older me, I mean, if I can. I'd like to play the ballad. I'd like to play with the ballad without two these days. But that's just a a, a mm. preference just because I if, I feel like um, a lot of the music I play is it's medium and up most of the time. So let's respect and give weight to the ballads mm. when they actually appear for that, like, 30 seconds. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But that said, I mean, just the other night. You know, we were playing a beautiful ballad, and and, and the wonderful drummer, Marcus Gilmore, Mm. implied a two-feel, and we went in it, you know, and it felt right, it felt like the right moment. It was, Mm. the momentum got there, and bam, we were in there. But we we, we also danced in between, you know what I mean? We still made it Mm. seem like it was the the, the slow, just half-note ballad, but we implied the two, you know what I mean, Mm. so, so it was like a dance between both of them so it's also that art of that doesn't have to be this or that how can we do do both but you know also make it sound good (laughs) not sound like it's an exercise or whatever so (laughs) it's, it's it's a balance you know um and 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 just be open to to whatever that is but definitely Let's remember, yeah. Those let's, let's let's bring let's revive that walking ballad back to what I was saying. Let's revive it, you know, uh, bass players, you know, or whoever's listening to this. Uh, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's bring that back. Let's bring that walking ballad. I mean, it, it's funny, yeah, yeah. Uh, now that I'm saying it, I'm gonna kind of go practice it now, cause. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's
0: definitely that's an art for sure, and I love um, how you said it's neither this or that. You know, it's got to be you
1: know.
0: in the moment. It's got to be beautiful. You know, well, the there's moment.
1: there's also something too about going into. I think sometimes, sometimes we're in autopilot. A lot of people just be like, feel okay. Well, we need to lift up the music. And I've been plenty of times where you know where folks are just like, oh, here we go. Let's go into two, because that's what we should do. I, I, I've seen that or been in situations where that has happened a lot never mm. autopilot never mm-hmm. autopilot folks never autopilot i'd say um this is kind of in that vein but go, to move on to something else is that i, I play i used to play with this, this this wonderful trumpeter his name is nicholas payton this is this is an experience that was over 20 years ago but it has stuck in my brain to this day yeah. um where we used to play a ballad me and him every couple nights uh was that tune? Was it a Stardust, I think it was. We used to play. Mm. And uh, we would do it. I, I said we were doing this for over over a year, maybe maybe eight months. I mean, this is a lot of gigs, right? Mm-hmm. And he never said anything up to like about that eighth month. Then he came to me and he says, Ruben, um, when it's, it's just me and you playing, you don't have to play so hard. Mm. You don't have to play so hard. Mm-hmm. Just... You know, lay back just a little bit, and and Nicholas was that kind of band leader. He wouldn't say anything to us usually. He wouldn't he wouldn't dictate the music ever, unless it just needed it. You know, mm. and he felt he needed to pull my coattail. And thank you to this day that I'm saying this even 20 years later, that I wasn't I wasn't I was in autopilot, that I was trying to get a big fat beautiful sound, and yeah. uh, it was <laughs> uh, muscling the bass probably or just like boom, boom, when he was like. I was like, boom, when I need to just need to have half of that, you know. So yeah. let's let's be mindful of that also. Our tone, our volume, all that, especially during battles, depending on what what's what's going on. And you know, I mean, a lot of times I even go. It's 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 incredible how you can affect what's going on in front if you if you just your touch is just a little softer. Mm. a little whatever you bring that whole thing even, um, if the musicians are sensitive to what what you're doing sure you will notice the difference in how that brings everyone down you know what mm. i mean and yeah. when it, and and when it when the time comes to, to put a little point in it you do that too you know but uh it's 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 so it's a beautiful thing and uh just you know
0: <laughs> i love that to have that contrast for sure and yes. and the volume is a big part of it and the sound is huge you know that's again there's a lot more time for people to absorb your sound and your volume too so, no so things are going by a little bit slower but i love that story and yeah you told me that one before and yeah. i need to hear that again and again and again because yeah, yeah, i want yeah. that to be a memory I mean, you know that, yeah, that's yeah. that's
1: one of a few stories like that man. i just but it's important it. oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's no, so good though, definitely. <laughs>
0: Yeah, wow. so I had another point here too. And this is going more towards uh, thinking about the melodies. Of course, we, we want to know the, the, the most accurate chord changes that we're available, you know, that we could, we could play. We want to play the right changes and we want to <laughs> be sensitive to maybe some different changes that are getting put in the mix. Mm-hmm. But learning the melody... Ah, is really a big thing that we should be able to do not just on ballads of course but -hmm. learning ballad melodies is just why not you know it's there's so many beautiful melodies out there and uh you know i just wanted to add too that listening to vocal renditions of these Mm -hmm. ballads you like a lot of times we're we're you know in our straight ahead jazz world or whatever like that and we're hearing you know just the instrumental versions Mm -hmm. and going and listening to you know like uh just vocalists that you really Mm -hmm. like Sarah Vaughan Billy Holiday, et cetera, et cetera, all you know, go down your favorites list. But mm-hmm. listening to the lyrics mm-hmm. and learning melodies from the vocalists I think yeah. is a great thing to do to really influence how we how we accompany, you know, when we're actually playing. You can feel that relationship of being like, Okay, I understand the melody. I understand I mean, where it's going. You that's know?
1: something else also I, I felt like I, I used to hear that early on a lot and I wouldn't listen to that. I would be like, Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll get to it, you know.
0: <laughs> and obviously
1: as time went on I did end up getting to uh ballads and 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 uh sorry uh, vocalist ballads I would hear them but I would wouldn't take in the lyrics and mm-hmm. I I it took me some time to kind of like come come around to it and uh I definitely, I got a lot more out of it. I don't know, maybe because also I live life a little bit, I live a little bit more life and I could actually relate to a lot of the lyrics. Makes sense. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. You know For what I sure. mean? <laughs> but even just soaking it in and that whole thing about, you know, revisiting it even years later is great too. Cause the lyrics mm. will definitely mean something different from, from day to day, from mm. month to month, probably, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, just, just be inquisitive and, and, and stay, uh, you know, stay in that, uh, very studious mode if you can when it comes to those lyrics but um i love it back to yeah. what you were saying about about melodies uh obviously there's you know we don't get as bass players i say 80 percent of the bass players out here maybe more <clears throat> don't get opportunities to play many melodies especially ballad but ballad yeah. melodies but we're here on upright citizens to say like it's okay one day that time's gonna come, and we want you to be ready. You know, yes. The bass <laughs> so, is beautiful. it's Such a beautiful voice on a hello. bass to hear a
0: melody. So come on. So yeah.
1: I mean, there's crazy amounts of, of 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 tunes that you can learn, but I I'm gonna give. We're gonna give just a few of them that I think kind of lay on the bass pretty nice, pretty nicely. Something that hopefully is easy to rem- remember and be able to mm-hmm. play. Either you know, upper register, lower register. You know, why not? Have that in your back pocket, bass players. Have one of these, or or you know, ten of them in your back of your pocket to kind of like pull out whenever it's time, whenever it's ready, you know, and just to you know explore the instrument. This is uh, you know I should remember some of these these uh, these um, composers' names, but uh, I'm a horrible person. But soul eyes, body oh yeah, and soul, yeah, body mm-hmm. and soul, mm-hmm. uh, the nearness of you, uh, lover man, what's new. That dream. Uh, there's Mm. there's a whole bunch, but I picked those three to six tunes, as I said, because they lay a certain way on the bass and they're relatively easy to remember, I think, a lot of these Mm. these uh ballads. So that when it's time you'd be like, Yep, I can pull it, you know, take bring it from the back, little compartment that you have stored back here and bring it to the front. Bam, Mm -hmm. I'm ready for y'all. Y'all ready? Let's go. I got this saxophone player. Sit down. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's
0: easy to remember. I like that. And that's a that's that's a good one in itself. Easy to remember. Yeah. I wanted to I wanted to get in there and get a little bass nerdy, uh-huh. talking about what's new, which is that beautiful beautiful uh-huh. ballad. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's actually written by a bass player, Hello. and I didn't know this until actually just uh, like a couple years ago. But mm. uh, Bob Haggart yep, uh, was bass player, double mm. bass player, and he wrote a few songs that actually got some play but what's new has got to be his biggest like okay. he that, that cat wrote a standard you know a bass player wrote a standard Hello. so Hello. beautiful right <laughs> <laughs> so give it up for bob haggard on the base yes. yeah, yeah, <laughs> not bob the boot but
1: bob no, haggard no.
0: Bob, Bob he's got it, he's got <laughs> it going. But uh, also, there's some great albums too that we can we can just like go down a really really short list of some some albums that uh, that really feature ballads. And the first one that comes to my mind is is John Coltrane, literally the ballads album. Mm-hmm. Some amazing songs, and not maybe some of them are questionably ballads or not. But there's some amazing ballad playing on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just a big fan of that that album, for it sure.
1: Did, yeah, and then it, it does not you're talking about the Ballads album. There's also one with, with Johnny Hartman, right? With the, yeah, they, exactly. They put most of ballads and and on that also, my one, right? My
0: yeah. One Only Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah beautiful yeah, album as well. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Sonny Rollins has a great Ballads album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a big fan of uh, Keith Jarrett and Charlie Hayden's mm-hmm. Last Collaborations, the duo albums on ECM, Yes, uh, Jasmine and Last Dance. That, mm-hmm. if you're looking for a great example of playing duo with a pianist and playing a lot of ballads yes that's that's my that's the gold standard to me so, yeah so yeah. beautiful Charlie but Hayden, you've got Nolan one on the Han- list here too yeah uh,
1: Charlie Hayden and Hank Jones too they have a couple ah, nice, yeah uh, balladish still away so you know yeah uh, well the yeah the one that I put on our list is 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 the Michael Brecker the nearness of you uh, the ballad mm. book uh, so good I I always come back to that album you know, it's just one of those like wake up in the morning, sip your coffee, and and blast some some Michael Brecker, mm. uh, Pat Metheny, uh, Jack Dish, and Charles Charlie Hayden and and Herbie Hancock. Mm. Um, but the, the the little the secret weapon on there is is Herbie actually, cause Herbie
0: mm.
1: on that album he doesn't necessarily play very balladish. He's hmm. actually playing all over the place. He's playing so much. He's just in and out, like, doing herbiisms, But it just works. It's hmm. still so sultry and so calm and beautiful. And everyone plays with such precision and, and depth on that album. that it, it pulls me in every time. Every single song, I love it. Also, um, James Taylor, it, He's he sings a couple songs on that. Right. So star-studded situation, but they... They play those ballads at a very, very, very high level, and um, you know, you know, much respect to Michael Breck. We miss you, and uh, yeah, thanks yeah. for that for the music, Charlie mm-hmm. Hayden. Charlie Hayden. Did I say that? Did, did I too. didn't say Charlie Hayden you know, was? Uh, Charlie Hayden's on that record also, by the way. So yeah, yeah, and, you mentioned you know, they, Jack and all of them just just, just did it. Oh, anyway, we could go on and on about other ballad albums, but we I think we're gonna just wrap it up here. Uh, <clears throat> Let's go put on that record. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Why go, go listen. Shoot, right we should have had go it pulled music. up. We should have had it pulled up and be like, all right, this has been another episode. <laughs> not,
0: yeah, don't say a word. Just let it play.
1: <laughs> <But> anyway, sorry. <laughs> love it all right yes
0: beautiful (laughs) well i love i love getting to hear your thoughts about playing ballads ruben and on music as always and of course getting into the bass so thank you so much for being here and doing this all right see you real soon
1: all right all right man give that bass love to all those ballads y'all peace yes peace